Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. Let that sink in. 18 years later, we still had immunity from SARS-CoV-1 to SARS-CoV-2. This is long, broad, durable immunity. So what I want to say in closing is natural immunity should be considered legally to be at least equal to vaccinated immunity, and immunity is likely lifelong. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the last days. I've got, uh, yeah, okay, you're going to fix that. Um, just got some echo in my ear. Welcome to the beginning of the last days. Uh, it's so good to be with you. How was your weekend? Was it fantastic? My weekend was spectacular. I got together with family and got to see uh, my kids, and it was absolutely wonderful. And then went to some friends' houses. Um, and uh, one gathering was just so much fun to be, we were all commenting on how how wonderful it is to just gather with people of like mind and you're all on the same page. You love each other, you have each other's backs, and you have this community that has formed based out of values, principles, and what you see going on in the world. It is an absolutely spectacular thing. And uh, so I had fun a lot of fun and uh, ready to get back to work. I'm going to be traveling a little bit this week, but I will be, um, you know, I'll still be doing the show, except for tomorrow, I'll probably be doing a show from the airport. And I love reporting on what's going on in the airport because they're all crazy out there. Um, so I opened my dad's Bible, my dad, my father, and he had underlined a verse. I, I'm, you know, just discovering what he thought was important. And uh, he underlined a verse that I absolutely love, and it's found in Habakkuk, and I guess uh, it's Habakkuk 3, verse um, 17 to the end. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be on the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Basically, is all bad news. The entire thing going on there is that there's nothing good happening. A lot of concern could be very stressful. The next verse, all of this my dad has highlighted. Yet, and my dad circled that, yet, in spite of, Despite all of this, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me walk upon my high places. Wow. God will make our feet like hinds feet. You know, the thing about those, uh, those mountain goats is they can just be on the most treacherous land there is. It, it's so frightening. They're like climbing up the side of a, a rock-faced mountain, and it doesn't look good, but they're able to do it because the Lord has given them hind's feet. And so that scripture is saying, we will be able to walk in treacherous places, but the Lord has made our feet strong and has given us the ability. I know, I'll turn that off. Uh, I don't know why that's doing that. Okay. Um, the Lord will make us able to handle whatever comes. Though the fig tree does not prosper, the olive does not yield its fruit, 
What do we do? And, you know, we're, do we're going through some times like that. I am uh, interested in what's going on in the United States of America right now. What will they do with Biden? What's your prediction? Do you think that uh, Biden's, he's disposable to them at this point because he keeps saying he's going to run? And now with all of these documents, um, you know, top classified documents being found in his garage, you know, in his cellar and wherever he wanted to put these classified documents. So Donald Trump was able to leave with documents and he can declassify anything because he was the president. But Biden has had these documents floating around for about six, seven years, and he's moved them. Uh, several times because he's changed offices. He's opened up the Biden Penn Biden State Center. Um, he's moved places of residence, and the documents have all moved. So it's hard, I think, for him to you know keep claiming that. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I I didn't remember. I didn't know I had them. Um, and I think everybody is probably a, had about enough of that. And you have to admit, it must have been super embarrassing for, uh, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre to keep covering for uh, everything that he says or does. I think that the entire Democratic Party has been embarrassed because of Biden's state. He's definitely going into dementia as an elderly person. He's, he's not well. And saying that he's going to run again would literally create, you know, quite a bit of a problem. So, but nobody wants Kamala to be the president. Uh, they don't even want her to be the president. So is it the Speaker of the House, third in line, right? So if he was removed, it would have to be Kamala Harris? Do you think? So, so she'd, she'd have to be put in. So... <laughs> Man, you know, they had four years to get a president and vice president who weren't complete blazing idiots, and they, they were not able to do it in all that time. So I think it's going to be painful as we uh, move into this next season for, I actually, I don't relish watching that pain of Biden going down. I, I think they're, I don't know, I think they're maybe going to take him out. We'll see. I don't know that you can, you know, continue hiding all of that stuff. All right. So we've got some stuff today that we want to show you. And uh, basically, um, the, the big scare and the next scare is probably climate change. You know, as well as, oh, you know, COVID's still an issue. And, oh, there's going to be more variants or another superbug virus. Who knows what they have. But... The, um, the big thing is climate change. And I think that you have a video there, but for some reason, I, I just need to, oh, try to pull this up. It's not working all that well, but just play that first video. My, this is literally not populating. It's a rational argument. A small minority, I accept. <laughs> because one of the tenets of wokeness is, of course, that your feelings matter more than the truth. But I believe in you. I believe there are those of you here who are woke, who are open to rational arguments, so let me make one. We are told that your generation cares more than any other about one issue in particular, and that issue is climate change. We are told that many of you suffer from climate anxiety. You wish to save the planet. And for tonight, and tonight only, I will join you 
I will join you in worshipping at the feet of St. Greta of climate change. <laughs> Let us all accept right here, right now, that we are living through a climate emergency and our stocks of polar bears are running extremely low. I join you in this view. I truly do. Now, what are we to do about this huge problem facing humanity? What can we in Britain do? We can only do one thing. You know why? This country is responsible for 2% of global carbon emissions, which means that if Britain was to sink into the sea right now, it would make absolutely no difference to the issue of climate change. You know why? Because the future of the climate is going to be decided in Asia and in Latin America by poor people who couldn't give a shit about saving the planet. You are not going to get these people to stay poor. You're not even going to get them to not want to be richer. And so, I put it to you, ladies and gentlemen, there is only one thing we can do in this country to stop climate change, and that is to make scientific and technological breakthroughs that will create the clean energy that is not only clean, but also cheap. And the, no, thank you. And the only, I, I want everyone to get home on time today, which is not going to happen. And the only thing that wokeness has to offer in exchange is to brainwash bright young minds like you to believe that you are victims, to believe that you have no agency, to believe that what you must do to improve the world is to complain, is to protest, is to throw soup on paintings. And we on this side of the house are not on this side of the house because we do not wish to improve the world. We sit on this side of the house because we know that the way to improve the world is to work, is to create, it is to build. And the problem with woke culture is that it has trained too many young minds like yours to forget about that. Isn't that fantastic? I love that there are so many different positions and so many uh, words of wisdom, people coming to us with common sense, and we do not have to fall for the narrative and the crazy making that's out there. It is very concerning. Now, in Scotland, a member of parliament announces the goal to reduce the amount of kilometers that people drive, and you can bet that is probably going to be coming here. On transport, our second strategic transport projects review, published just two weeks ago, confirms that the era of catering for unconstrained growth in private car use is well and truly over. The review follows the sustainable, the sustainable investment hierarchy, which aims to reduce the need to travel unsustainably and prioritises making best use of enhancing existing infrastructure before investing in new capacity. Furthermore, we have set out how we will reduce car kilometres by 20% by 2030 in our draft route map, a truly world-leading commitment demonstrating our level of ambition in meeting Scotland's statutory targets. The Scottish Government have commissioned research exploring demand management options to discourage car use. And using the research findings, we will work with local and regional partners to develop a demand management framework by 2025. <laughs> I mean, I like to just be able to drive wherever I want to go in a free country. That's sort of my thought. 
And um, imagine, you know, with Agenda 2030, they're making these smart cities uh, that you can, you know, be able to go to your medical, have your work, uh, everything that you need in 15 minutes from, and, and they'd like it to be walking or biking. <laughs> get rid of that car and get an electric car for sure. So, oh, and your gas stove, you don't need that. Um, all of these things trying to change our world, these are all things that people that uh, appear to have some sort of position of authority are all debating and openly vying for. So uh, there is a Swedish tech company, Doconomy, and they connect a phone app to their Do Black credit card, which controls the use with a credit carbon limit. They call it a radical tool against climate change. In 2018, the United Nations released an urgent report emphasizing the need to cut carbon emissions in half by 2030 in order to avoid an irreversible climate crisis. The average consumer in Sweden causes around 10 tons of carbon emissions each year, of which 60% is linked to consumption. Later in 2018, Doconomy, a Swedish fintech, took on the challenge and launched Do, a mobile banking service for everyday climate action. The Do app is connected to a credit card that enables users to track and measure their carbon footprint from each purchase and to compensate for its impact day by day. This spring, Deconomy took its fight against climate change one step further by adding a premium credit card to its offer. But instead of introducing a premium credit card with the typical benefits that encourages further mass consumption, Deconomy did the opposite by launching Do Black, the world's first credit card with a carbon limit. Simply put, it's the first credit card ever to stop you from overspending not based on your available funds, but rather on the levels of CO2 emissions caused by your consumption. Do Black helps you track your climate impact and ensures that you reduce it by 50% in line with the UN 2030 recommendation. The core purpose of Do Black is not only the ability to measure the impact of your consumption, but also bringing it to a direct halt making it a radical tool against climate change. <laughs> you know, I did see some excitement on my husband's face when it said that it helps you not to overspend. Um, but then when it's really just about carbon, that's when yeah, I just got went back, right back to normal. He's thinking, what kind of app can I get where there's full control on what she's doing and spending? How many rugs do we need? So I like to buy rugs. Uh, once in a while couches, I had a season of, oh, this is a beautiful couch. We should get it. And we already had three. Uh, so that was enough of that. And then, uh, what else? I like boots, um, hair. Oh yeah. Um, purses and you know, things, these are things I overlook. Oh, oh, nice plush white blankies. I mean, I cannot resist them. Like I'm in some kind of store and there's plush white blankets and it's got, oh, it feels so soft, like a little, you know, baby puppy or something. And I just feel I need, so I have several, uh, 
quite a few, just a, a hallway closet full. But um, I just think, you know, if people are coming over, you can, they could even have it as a gift, as the, a parting gift after dinner to take that. Um, I am not an overspender. I, I am not like a, a crazy spender, but um, I do think when they try to start limiting your your carbon, what you, so so what will this be on, JT? Will it be on like gas? Like, well, what has carbon? Everything has carbon. So if I'm going to be, we're made of carbon. Like, so so once you've just spent your limit on buying carbonated things, <laughs> and then, then you're done, right? I mean, then you're like, eh, credit card does not work. You got to wait till next week before you can keep buying any more of those special little blankies that have carbon in them. I do not like it. I do not like it at all. So here's the thing. They're all about the climate change, right? Well, how come no one is talking about the seven whales that have died in less than two months and washed up on the shore? Now, what has caused these deaths? Well, apparently it's the result of the wind turbines. And, you know, these are all so that we can help, you know, have this solar energy and, and this, this wind energy. Um, and that is causing a sonic noise under the water that is actually, they think, is what is killing whales. So how interesting that what they're saying is supposed to be helping the environment and be good for the environment, it's not good at all. It's actually killed it, killing uh, some of God's most beautiful creatures. So very bizarre world. Um they had a great report on that on Tucker Carlson the other night, and a woman who is following closely with all of that, um, just reporting it. It's absolutely tragic. No one's stopping this. No one's stopping the, the noise, the sonar noise. No one is acknowledging it. Everybody just la, 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 like they do, you know? Oh, we've got some things going on in the world that we, maybe we should be looking at it. Nope, la, 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 everything's fine, safe and effective. Everything is safe. And effective. Move along. All right. Canadian military has hired um, gay advisors and a panel has recommended the purging of Catholic chaplains. So I'll see if I can actually pull this up because I'm having a little problem here. Okay. There we go. Uh, we have a war. Definitely we have a war on religion. And uh, I'm not Catholic. So, um, but I... I believe that you should be able to be any religion that you want. Now, the military has appointed gay advisors to help innovate religious instruction in the Canadian Armed Forces. You know, I talked to also um, an armed force guy. I think he was a Marine in the United States of America. And he says, instead of like doing drills on protecting the country and learning techniques of war uh, being prepared. They've had to go to classes, woke classes, on accepting transgenders and having, um, you know, men who are women, women who are men being in, in each other's bathrooms and whatnot. So now the Catholic chaplains, uh, they want them purged from the army. Many um, from the Air Force cover church Teachings, I'm trying to read something very small here. So, okay, never mind. It's too little. If you put it to the smaller page. 
so we we definitely are seeing that our world is changing. And I think, what was the country? Was it the United States that is, I just read a statistic today about the number of people is like 42% representing as Christian where, you know, it's usually been much higher and that uh, Satanism is on the rise. Satanism is at is up by 200%. Fantastic. All right. Um, you may have heard that there was a plane crash, and I think we've got some video of that. Um, I saw one from Facebook, and it was basically, must be these guys' last moments on this plane crash. Very sad. I Probably this guy didn't make it, and then, oh gosh, look at that. And you'll see fire come up. So it's my understanding that there's four survivors. And um, if, you know, they're probably in fairly bad condition. And so we pray for them. Do not know what made that plane go down. But uh, people that were watching say that it suddenly just, you know, looked like it was, um, you know, unstable. And then it just dove literally into the ground. God help us. We don't know why that's happening. Um, so we have a troubling new video by a female uh, from this morning in Arizona as Paul Bixler, a transgender elementary school board member, changed in the women's change room. So let's have a look. I am at the gym in Arizona. Who's undressing in the locker room. Top off bra off and Paul Bixler was in the women's locker room and he looked at me and he looked at my breasts and I have called the police. So recently he's used the men's locker room. So he agrees himself that he's a man. I have told the police that I was in the locker room. A man was in there. I was getting undressed. He looked at me. He is a man in the women's locker room. And the response is that this is a touchy, sensitive issue in society. Yep, there he goes, women's locker room. There's the man going in the women's locker room. Hope there's no one undressing in there. Exactly. Hope there's no naked women in there. Since there's a man in the, why isn't anyone warning the women? Just so everyone knows, he's not being arrested. We are at a point where we're catering to society instead of facts. This is alarming. Women's rights are being violated. And I'm not going to put up with it. But Paul, if you're a female, why do you use the men's restroom sometimes and the women's restroom sometimes? Do not harass him. Yes, politely, like I said. He will suffer no consequences for this. Oh, God bless that woman for her guts to stand up to this stupidity. How absolutely insane does the world have to get? How crazy, how idiotic are these police officers? Basically, they're saying they're, they're not going to do a thing about a guy going in, into the men's washroom, staring. Why is he staring? Isn't he gay or transgender or a woman? You don't go in and, and do that, actually, even you know if you're a woman. So, so what's going on? This guy is a sexual deviant. He's a sexual deviant. 
That's what he is. And now our world is so unsafe. It's not safe for women, and they're making it more unsafe. Women are always at a disadvantage. We're weaker. We don't have the same muscles. We don't, we don't have the same, you know, rights in a lot of cases. Uh, we fought very hard to be able to, you know, ha- have a, a great world for, for women and for our daughters and the next generations. And all of that, it's being just wiped away by crazy people. Really? I mean, it's just nuts. What if that's your daughter there, right? Your child, your friend. This is so, it's, it's an invasion. It's an attack. It's an assault on you personally. And they, they can't take that. And they want this lady to stop harassing the transgender ugliest, ugliest transgender of all time, by the way. Okay, so here's a transgender mind bender. Miss Universe's new owner, a biological male, announces the organization will be run by women for all women around the world to celebrate feminism. As they've just made, I believe that Miss Universe is a transgender. <laughs> Go ahead. The Miss Universe organization. From now on, it's going to be ran by women, owned by a trans woman, for all women. <laughs> That's the owner. For all women really around the world to celebrate the power of <laughs> feminism. Oh my gosh. With the man's voice. We want to celebrate women around the world because we're so feminine. We got our fake boobs and we got all the hair removed from our chest and we think that we're women. We know we don't have a womb and yes, we still have way more body mass <laughs> than any woman. But anyways, we just want to celebrate feminism and we are going to be leading the pack with celebrating feminism. Oh, well, it's not working. You look like a guy. You sound like a guy. You're a guy. Okay. Bonnie Henry admits that masks do very little to prevent transmission. Take a look. So everybody wearing masks is not going to make a tremendous difference in uh, the transmission of these viruses because we transmit them in those situations when we're at home, when with, with we're, we're, when we're with friends, when we're doing social things that are important in our lives where we don't wear masks. And it still allow these, allows these viruses to transmit. <laughs> so JT's just telling me that she is getting roasted on Twitter. But guess by who? by the people that want her to force everyone to wear a mask. <laughs> she can't win, <laughs> right? We, we've, we've talked about all this stuff, um, you know, how tiny, you know, a point zero whatever of a micro, a mini micro whatever thing that is. That virus is so tiny, right? So let's, let's imagine that this is, you know, this is the size of a virus, super tiny, and this is a mask. <laughs> That's what's happening. It's, it's, it, it, that's just the facts, you know, that's just the reality of it. So, so now she's saying, oh, it doesn't really, so now everyone's mad at her. Well, what you've done, Bonnie Henry, is when this all came, do you remember in the beginning of COVID, uh, she, she actually was uh, not, I'll 
pro mask. Oh, right. We should be careful talking about all of this because some people don't like us to tell the truth about everything. Um, <clears throat> okay. But remember in the beginning of COVID, uh, you know, I think she was trying to be reasonable, but obviously her big paycheck means a lot to her. So she sold out the Canadian people. She um, has been bought off. She's got friends in high places. She doesn't want to lose all of that. You can tell when you look at Bonnie that she sold her soul. You can tell. She, she doesn't look like an authentic person. She hasn't since the beginning of this. Since she sold out, she has let humanity down. She's definitely let British Columbia down. And she's also allowed a lot of people to be harmed in and out of the hospital. So the Tennessee Health Subcommittee reports natural immunity is the strongest. So this is an interesting new report from Tennessee Health. You think we should leave you two for that? Well, isn't it? Um, wait, 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 before you do it. Um, I mean, didn't they report on it? We're not allowed to talk about what they reported So you think it could get us in trouble? Well, so every one should... Okay, is there anything else we can go over? I hate, I hate leaving where the people are. Look at all the people on today. So... Oh, the animal sacrifice story. We're allowed to, co to cover um, animal sacrifice. So... Sure. Play that then. Oh, it's a website. Okay. Oh, all right. So Muslim Michigan mayor <clears throat> on ritual animal sacrifice. Uh, there's no way we can ban it. So uh, can you go? White? Oh, there we go. And um, the vote comes after much lengthy debate and lobbying from observant Muslim community leaders who live in this Detroit area city which was initially settled by German farmers and Poles who came to work in the automobile industry and who observe Eid al-Adha. Eid is a celebration which occurs at the end of Ramadan and remembers Ibrahim's uh, devotion to Allah through his willingness to sacrifice his son. It is also dramatically commemorated by the slaughtering of livestock and the meat is consumed. Um, so by lifting, oh, I can't see anymore. Are you able to go down a bit farther on that? Okay, by lifting the previous ban voted on December on ritual animal slaughter, public officials seemed motivated to protect Hamtramck from a costly legal challenge. You cannot suppress people's religious practices because they are minority, stated Amen a minority, stated Mayor Amr Ghalib. The public comments during last week's hearing offered a fascinating glimpse into a community where assimilation of those whose native land is Yemen, Bangladesh, and Pakistan is a mixed bag. The meeting featured a score of residents who spoke little to no English and made their case for and against the proposed ordinance in Arabic and Bengali, the majority of the comments were offered by men. So, well, 
uh, freedom of religion and uh, freedom of speech is a very big deal in Canada and in the United States right now because we've had so much of it, um, you know, suppressed. Um, so they're slaughtering animals. Where are you guys on this? I mean, in order to eat a steak, it got slaughtered. They're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They're cutting open their throats and letting them bleed out. That's really disgusting. Yeah. So, so where, where do you think that falls then when you have freedom? Um, I am a very firm believer that... <clears throat> That's very harmful to a yeah, human. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, I do not believe that practices that harm humans in any way. Um, female circumcision is just hideous and ridiculous. So, you know, that that is, I think, definitely goes beyond the pale. I mean, if you really look into it. So, but... You know, when you want to have freedom of religion, you, in a sense, have to make sure everybody has that. But how many people are going to be there to do this? This is not something that's going to affect very many people. I, I don't know many people that want to be a part of any, you know, thing that they're doing this ritualistic thing. I mean, how did they do sacrifices in the Old Testament? Probably that way, right? What would you fall on then, JT? You 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 think this should be banned? You think it should be banned? Yeah, he thinks it should be banned. I don't like it. So that's a tough one. Um, what what are people in the comments saying? Because I don't like it. I wouldn't be part of it. I would think it's disgusting and sick. But um, I I think that people have to be. It's not it's not hurting people. It's gross. We kill animals for food, anyways. It's just not usually in front of everyone. Part of the, the thing that I wrestle with all the time is that there's a lot of things going on in Canada and the United States that I don't like. I don't like all this transgender stuff, and I really fight for the children so that children are not affected by this, are not indoctrinated or told um, false truths that are not scientifically accurate. I fight for the kids. But if someone's an adult and they want to be transgender, that is their God-given right to, and I do say God-given because it was always God's idea to have freedom. The Lord gave us the huge opportunity and the tremendous privilege of choosing whom we will serve. That's a serious thing. And God takes it serious. 
He gives us the ability to serve him or reject him, to serve him or to serve Buddha or Allah or any of the Sikh gods or, you know, to just be an atheist. Choose you this day whom you will serve. That is a very, very important part of a free society. Unfortunately, it means you have to take responsibility for in, in, instilling your values and what, how you believe in the next generation. And if you do not, they will not know. They will not follow it. And we have now seen um, the decline in Canada. I think we failed on, on many levels. And we all look back and we wish that, you know, we could do things differently in some ways had we known, like, everything you know, they took uh, prayer out of schools back in the 60s, I believe. So they're doing a brand new movie. This movie's coming out. It's going to be a theatrical release. Spectacular. They're going for A-list um, Hollywood celebrities to play and act in this movie. And it's about the story of the coach. And his name escapes me right now, but it's the coach who kept on praying on the field and they said, you can't do that. You can't pray on the field after the game. And he said, well, why not? I'm thanking God that no one got hurt today. And thanking God for, you know, his, his provision and, and whatever he's praying about. No, you're not allowed to pray. So in free America, a coach is, is banned and told he may, not, he may not pray on the field. So he took them to court. And he lost for seven years. And it kept going through these challenges. And he lost. It was based on freedom of religion. So they wanted to ban him from praying on a football field. Well, finally, they actually made it a freedom of speech issue. And it went to the Supreme Court and he won. <coughs> so what happens is it's spectacular. Now, in the middle of the movie... Uh, on, on the team, his wife ended up being the PR person that had to fire him in the beginning. They said, you've got to fire him. And she fired her own husband because they told her to. I wonder how that marriage is. Can't wait to see the movie on that regard. Long ride home. Long ride home. <laughs> so, um, so this movie is going to be spectacular. And apparently there's some really big names that are interested in the parts. And, I mean, it's a movie for freedom for Canada, and I mean, for the United States. But this is what in North America we're facing. It's what we're facing in Canada. So then there's another story about a young girl, um, and she was on, I believe it was a soccer team, and she would not um, take a knee for the national anthem. And so her coach sidelined her. And she was used to getting about something like 70 to 80 minutes of playtime or something or like in the, you know, within a period of time. And then all of a sudden she was down to like five minutes and the coach berated her in front of all of her, um, you know, players and her team, team uh, members. And then she was uh, sidelined. So she quit and she has now taken the coach and the team to court, and a judge has ruled that it shall be heard in, in a big hearing on, on this. And this is all good. This is a turnaround. 
Uh, we've removed God. Um, we don't teach our children what's appropriate. Where, If there is no God and we do not honor the ways of God, then where do we get our moral standards? Where do we get what's right and wrong in our hearts and in our souls if we do not honor the, the word of God in all of this? So this is just a huge battle. Um, UK... Uh, we probably can't do the UK excess deaths. Um, tragic story in Australia. Can't do that one. Um, population reduction. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to rumble so that we can show you a few more very important clips. Rumble.com. Uh, and in the, you're, you're going to put the, it's in there now. So everyone on YouTube, you can go and click on that, head over to Rumble, and we'll show it. We're very sorry. We're not allowed to talk about things that are really going on in the world on this platform. So we'll see you soon. Okay, so we'll go back. Um, okay, so... Uh, so Tennessee Health Subcommittee reports natural immunity is the strongest. Um, two times vaxxed are 27 times more likely to be infected, and three times vaxxed are the most likely to die. Take a look. 700,000 people in the study in Israel, just so you know, that showed that the double vax were 27 times more likely to get reinfected. So it's not the vaccine, even if we just talk about that, is not stopping infection, it's not stopping transmission. If you look at the studies, in England, in Scotland, in the northern countries in Europe where they get real data that they're actually the triple vaccinated are the most likely to die. So bottom line is that we, as we go forward, the natural immunity is long, broad, and durable. And I don't know if he mentioned it, but we have SARS-CoV-1 patients who still had immunity 18 years later. Let that sink in. 18 years later, we still had immunity from SARS-CoV-1 to SARS-CoV-2. This is long, broad, durable immunity. So what I want to say in closing is natural immunity should be considered legally to be at least equal to vaccinated immunity, and immunity is likely lifelong. Thank you. Oh, is that a good one or what? I'm glad that we just had to show you that. I mean, can you imagine that I'm not allowed to really talk about this kind of stuff on YouTube? You know, like I've been taken off Facebook for Lord only knows why. We're not supposed to be promoting anything that doesn't promote the vaccine. I think Facebook ultimately should be held responsible at some point. I think Facebook needs to face ramifications for the fact they didn't protect people. It's all about people's faces, right? You're not protecting the faces of the people that have come, you know, to Facebook and they, they can't get good information anymore. And they were giving us a lot of leeway because we would talk about this. But now, you know, I'm on a, on a 30, you know, 27-day ban left um, for basically talking about the safety of human beings. It's just horrendous. So... Um, UK excess deaths are off the charts, beyond normal. What's causing these excess deaths in England and Wales? Take a look. Today, the, the data from the Office for National Statistics, this gives us a snapshot of the number of people we expect to die in any given period, people 
because of heart attacks and cancer and everything else, and how many people are actually dying. So these are excess deaths over and beyond what you would imagine for people for that period. So we have 14,530 people who died in England and Wales in the week to 23 December. Now that's the highest amount during any week of last year. And when we compare that to averages from previous years, it means nearly two and a half thousand more people died than expected. So that's for that one week alone. But over the past six months, the total number of excess deaths is over 30,000 in England and Wales. There have been exactly 8,000 deaths due to COVID in that period. And if we exclude those from the total, it means there's been an extra 22,040 deaths not caused by COVID in the past six months alone, equivalent to 848 a week. We don't know what is driving those excess deaths yet. It's too early, but certainly according to the Royal College of Emergency Medicine, the, they said last week that they suspected the NHS pressures has contributed to up to 500 excess deaths. That figure has been disputed by the government and NHS England saying it's not because of NHS pressures, but certainly there are some fears that those extra pressures on the NHS is driving those excess deaths. I wonder what it could be. Maybe there's a new cereal um, that people have been eating. Um, is, is, it, is it too much carbon? I wonder what it is. Population reduction through eugenics. A passionate woman gives a speech. COVID vax offers no prevention of infection or transmission. This is a very cool lady. In 2020, governments declared an emergency and issued deadly medical dictates. Hospitals were ordered not to treat the elderly in nursing homes. The result was mass medical murder. Sweden called it active euthanasia. UK hospitals used lethal doses of the drug midazolam to medically murder the elderly. The UK continues to stockpile that drug. For what purpose? Today, humanity is threatened by the global heirs of the Nazis. The real virus that continues to infect these predators is eugenics. A report by the US Commission on the Holocaust, chaired by Elie Wiesel, noted, and I quote, the inclination to duplicate Nazi option and once again exterminate millions of people remains a hideous threat. Their objective is global population reduction. Bill Gates, a lifelong eugenicist and a major stakeholder in the business of vaccines, declared that a COVID vaccine will be the final solution. COVID injections use an experimental gene transfer technology. It is being tested on the global population in gross violation of the foremost human right to voluntary informed consent. Those who refuse to be injected are vilified as spreaders of a deadly virus. They're subjected to increasingly harsh penalties and discrimination. Germany, Austria, Italy are once again swept up by an orgy of fascist hate mongering. This time, the unvaccinated are the target. The claimed rationale for vaccine mandates was to protect people from getting and transferring infection. However, the incontrovertible evidence 
shows that COVID injections do not prevent infection or transmission. They do not provide immunity. Many independent scientists are warning that these injections are biological weapons of mass destruction. Rabbi Michael Green just posted an urgent plea. Time to atone for the Holocaust by not allowing it to happen again. We must not be silent again. Never again is now. So that's uh, Vera Sharav, and she's a Holocaust survivor, and we've had her on our show two times. And uh, we had some... Um, Somebody was saying, you know, you can't compare like what's going on right now with the Holocaust, but a Holocaust survivor came on this show and she described very well how this is very similar. Something very bad is going on in the world and we know that. And if you're watching this show, you probably know that very well. And our, our issue at this point is going to be, what is our role? What should we do? How do we prepare? What are some things that we need to take care of as we see that there are some evil characters, globalists, uh, depopulators, openly talking about it, the, the likes of Bill Gates and what's going on over in Davos right now. Uh, they're all wanting to meet together. Now, we did hear that Klaus Schwab <clears throat> sort of missed the first meeting because he wasn't well. <laughs> so, you know, maybe he's getting a booster right now to give him a little help with that. But I have a feeling not, uh, because this is about doing their evil bidding against humanity. All of it is. All of it is. They don't care about the whales dying. They don't care about people dying. They don't care about excess deaths. They don't want anybody talking about it. Do you know who doesn't care? CBC, CTV, and Global. They don't care either. They're not reporting on the true things that are going on. Thank God the BBC uh, let uh, Dr. Malhotra, is it, on, onto the BBC, JT, and it made, uh, like, it, it got on to mainstream media, and then they were harshly criticized, causing, you know, vaccine hesitancy, because all of the people are so now deprogrammed or programmed to, to you know, support the vaccination that when anyone speaks against it, oh, they're the bad guy. Everybody loves to be part of the big crowd. If you are not part of the big crowd, wide is the gate to destruction. That path is huge. If you have chosen to be one of those people who has enough courage to stand, enough discernment from the good Lord to know that something is up and you didn't need to take those vaccines or you're not taking any more if you made the error of doing it the first time. If you're one of those people, God bless you. And you should be very encouraged that you at least see it because we know that a lot of people don't see it. They don't even think that much is wrong. It's so bizarre. It's like the Titanic, you know, it was sailing along the water and then it kind of, you know, you can kind of see the top of that, um, what do you call those things? The Titanic ran into the iceberg and you can see the top of it. What you don't see is how huge it is underneath. And then it runs into it. The, the whole analogy of that, right? And there begins people start saying, well, you know, maybe you need to be uh, getting off. And at first people are, they're still playing their instruments and, oh, what was that bang, you know? 
Um, this is sort of what we're going through until eventually the water is overtaking the boat and the boat that they said, you know, God himself couldn't sink this boat. The boat sinks. People die. But some are rescued. And so we pray to be those people that are rescued. Now, there's a tragic story in Australia. Raylene Kennedy lost her daughter after the second vax made her sick and led to her death in a short period of time. We were pro-vaccine. We, you know, thought the people who wouldn't get the vaccine or thought COVID wasn't real were silly. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm just a normal person. And then one day my daughter drops dead and all of this, I just started, I just, the only thing I wish, I wish, I wish I had been aware of this before. I wish I had have looked, I wish I had have researched. I just, every other minute, I think, because oh, she was my best friend, you know? I think, I'll, I'll just talk to Caitlin. She's not here. And <laughs> I think there are so many um, signs. Um, my name's Raylene Kennedy. Um, I'm the mum of Caitlin Gotts. Caitlin, uh, it's her birthday today, 12th of February. She's 24 today. Um, 12 weeks ago, 17th of November 2021, she uh, dropped dead at work. Um, the coroner has told us that uh, to, she was perfect. There was absolutely no reason except that she had an enlarged heart and they're doing histology for six months. Uh, the coroner has said I need to uh, be prepared for at the end of that six months for a determination of undetermined as her cause of death. I'm not prepared for a determination of undetermined. Um, she died. There is a reason she died. How can they say in this day and age that they don't can't work out why she died? She had an enlarged heart. That was the only thing. She'd been sick since the, they didn't ask for any uh, chronological, any time frame, any uh, events surrounding her death, ask for nothing. All they've done is um, the Australian Vaccine Register, they've sealed the record, so I can't find her batch number or anything. Um, I, gave, I sent in, I emailed them in uh, the timeline from when she had a, her first boost, her first vaccine, Pfizer. Uh, she wasn't too bad, she had a second one and she basically couldn't get out of bed for four days. She was. Very sad. Um, this is a, a story that is getting uh, all too common. And it's very hard because we love our families and our loved ones. And many, many people did exactly what this family did. They thought they were safe and effective. They were told it would be safe. They were told it was the right thing to do for their fellow man. We've been lied to. And here in Canada, Dr. Theresa Tam, Prime Minister Trudeau, Christia Freeland, definitely Dr. Bonnie Henry here in British Columbia, and all the rest of them across all of the provinces have lied and have brought about a deception that has overtaken our land. And we now are seeing the fallout and I think 2023, apparently someone told me that 23 is the number of death. And they were outlining some thoughts on 2023. My heart knows that God is going to preserve us. He's going to give us strength at this time. 
He's going to show us the way. But there has definitely been a horrendous assault on humanity. And most people, as we say, are not aware. So what is our stance to be when we can see the truth? Because that's a, a difficult place. Because you want to tell everyone. And you've tried. And they're not listening. Or slowly they're waking up. These are very difficult choices we have to make about how we communicate and what we communicate. How do we stay in, in relationship with those that we love in our families, um, with our friends? How do we do that? Well, I think that we do what the Word of God says to do, that we're kind, we're long-suffering, we're patient, and when somebody rejects us and slaps us across the face, we turn the other cheek. There has to be a season where we're going to just have to let the fallout happen. Um, I like to follow Dr. Paul Alexander. He is outing all of the many things that are happening. He wasn't afraid to ask questions about the deaths that are happening among celebrities and uh, athletes. He's not afraid to ask the hard questions the main one being, were they vaccinated? So it's a really tough thing when we want someone who's about to go get their third or fourth shot, we want them to hear us. I think some of those videos today, and those are all on our Flipboard, right, JT? So below where you're watching, there should be, uh, you call it resources, and that takes you to our Flipboard. And those videos that you saw today, some of those would be great. You just say, hey, well, look what they found in Tennessee. Hey, look what they're finding in Australia. Look at this story, you know, uh, what's going on here or there across the world. Some of these doctors that are uh, speaking out. Um, you know, when the Tennessee Health Subcommittee reports about natural immunity being strong, and it reports about the two times vaxxed are 27 times more likely to be infected, three times vaxxed are most likely to die. Uh, that might be a good, a good video. These are, these are experts. These are scientists. These are doctors telling the truth. We can try again. Some of us, uh, you know, they don't want to hear it. But I try not to send so many that it upsets anyone. But once in a while, I, I think these ones today today are amazing. The UK excess death one. Who can you think of that maybe you could go to the Flipboard and get that one and send that to, to your loved one? All right, final thing. Um, no, I think that's it. All right, thank you very much, Laura Lynn, uh, Tyler Thompson, and my website is lauralynn.tv. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your help uh, to keep the lights on and to help us to do what we do really appreciate if you're able to support that. You could become a monthly member. You can send us an email for e-transfer to Laura Lynn Live at protonmail.com. And if you go to this website, you can find all of the shows that we've done and they are put up there regularly. And uh, if you've missed anything, you'll be able to catch it there. Also, if I'm ever not on the platforms that you are used to seeing me on, just go there, lauralynn.tv and and uh, we're looking for more and more ways to make sure that our content is protected. And, of course, there's Liberty. I don't want to forget to mention Liberty with the lovely Odessa and her husband that have put together a safe place where lots of content can be kept. And uh, that's a beautiful couple doing amazing things. Um, 
if you're looking for what to do with your excess cash and you know that uh, some people are saying not to keep it in the bank, you can, you can invest in gold and silver. The Bible talks about gold and silver many, many times, and it is sort of a, a timeless, um, a timeless way to value currency. And we should have never got off the gold standard. Probably, we'll see what's happening. A lot of people saying that um, there's some sort of uh, crash coming. Well, what is God saying for you to do? You know, when. Um, when we sold our assets in Canada and we moved our funds out of Canada, we did it very publicly. And that was because when the Lord led me to Ezekiel 12, and that was the final confirmation because I was all up in angst because uh, we lived in our condo that we loved and a beautiful, beautiful view out of this condo that we'd, you know, we, the kids had grown up and moved out and um, we'd made some you know, money on real estate over the years. And so we invested in this condo. We still had a mortgage, but we loved it. And when we had this angst, I just sought the Lord and he led me to Ezekiel 12. And it very directly said, son of man, pack your bags and leave, and you will be a sign to others. So we did it. I took that whole word to mean that I was not to be silent or to just do what I was doing secretively but to let you know so that you can hear from God on your own. Um, I watched uh, Art Lucier. He has uh, purchased some land in Christian Valley, it's called. It's literally called Christian Valley. <laughs> and some people who uh, want to, you know, grow their own food and all of that um, are making an investment into that land, buying a, a little plot of land. And you can put a, a small home or you can put a, like a trailer, an RV there. And I guess you can live there all year. It gets cold, but it gets cold here. So uh, it's also a great place for the summer. So Art Lucier is doing something like that. I think that's really neat. You can see some of that, uh, I don't know, go to his, maybe his Facebook page or something. I don't know. I got sent a couple of videos, and I, I thought that was neat. Um, we've heard of other places that are doing things like that, and we're looking into some options as well. So... When we're ready and when we have all our ducks in a row and when we have facts, we'll let you know about that. But what is God saying? That is the biggest thing. That is the question you must ask yourself. God definitely speaks, but are we listening? I want to close today by reading to you from um, Hosea 7. And the Bible always gives us a roadmap about what happens when evil it's a land. This is not the first time that tremendous evil has come to the world. Um, are we in the last days, the beginning of the last days? Are we approaching epic moments? Perhaps. Perhaps there will be a, a reprieve. And uh, as Bo Polney says, that there's a, a season where God is going to vindicate a lot of things. Um, I'm not an expert on that. I don't know really who is because the Bible says no man knows the day or the hour. But in Hosea 7, um, some things were going very wrong for the people of God. And it says, whenever I would heal Israel, the sins of Ephraim are exposed and the crimes of Samaria revealed. They practice deceit. Thieves break into houses. Bandits rob in the streets. Have you seen America? Have you seen some of the streets of uh, where uh, 
Pittsburgh or um, New York and Chicago, Philadelphia, bandits robbing the streets. But they do not realize that I remember all their evil deeds. Their sins engulf them. They are always before me. They delight the king with their wickedness, the princes with their lies. They are adulterers burning like an oven whose fire the baker need not stir from the kneading of the dough till it rises. On the day of the festival of our king, the princes become inflamed with wine and he joins hands with the mockers. It goes on for quite a while to talk about all of the very, very bad things that are happening. And then if you go over to verse 13, that the second part of that verse, it says, here's what God says, I long to redeem them, but they speak about me falsely. They do not cry out to me from their hearts, but wail on their beds. They slash themselves appealing to their gods for grain and new wine, but they turn away from me. I trained them and strengthened their arms, but they plot evil against me. A nation turned against their God, a God who at one point had relationship with this nation, with the United States, nations founded on God's principles now plotting evil against God, refusing to have proper principles and, and godly values taught, prayer, banned, out, outlawed. But you can tell little kids that they can change their gender. And scarce anyone speaks, a very tiny percentage that will rise to speak against evil that is being done. May we find courage May we find some backbone in the midst of this trauma, like that lady that was in the bathroom. They do not turn to the Most High. They are like a faulty bow. Their leaders will fall by the sword. Amen, I really like that part. Because of their insolent words, for this they will be ridiculed in the land. I pray that God will deal at the right time in the right way with the leaders because they have turned against God. They will be brought down and ensnared in their own trap. Thanks for being with me today. We'll see you very soon. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.